Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Breath Talks. And today I'm absolutely honoured to be here with Binny Dansby, who has been in rebirthing and breath work and many, many more modalities, particularly conscious birth for decades. Um, thank you for joining me, Binny. And um, just to start with, how did you get into uh, rebirthing in the first place? <laughs> well, there wasn't anything called rebirthing when I got into it. <laughs> I went to an evening uh, at my Rolfers apartment in New York City. Yeah. Um, because he said that he had met this fellow at the Rolfing Conference in mm -hmm. Colorado. And uh, he was very interesting fellow. And he had asked him to do the same talk. And he had, he had spoken to the Rolfers about um, conscious use of money, you know, which ah, yeah. later on Bill Lout wrote that whole thing in, in Money is My Friend. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, and so there were eight of us at my Rolfers apartment mm -hmm. and Leonard with his big belt buckle and uh, he was sighing and he had on jeans, which at that time in New York City, nobody wore jeans unless they were painting their apartment or something. You know, it was 1975. It was the mm -hmm. autumn of 1975. And um at some point, he kind of sidetracked and talked about the fact that they had a big hot tub in the. Well, he was talking. He was talking about um, uh, Frederick Leboyer's. Not, mm. Is it Leboyer? Yep, it was. Okay, it was Frederick Birth without Leboyer, violence. Well, Birth without violence, yeah. right? And um, he because it had just come out. And he ah. said, and then he told us, he said, there's a group of us who get into the hot tub in our basement, which was like, oh my God, you know. <laughs> <laughs> For New Yorkers, you know, this was like <laughs> la la land. But anyway, they get into a hot tub in, in uh, uh, San Francisco and they breathe with snorkels and nose clips. And they believe that they're remembering their births. Mm. And something exploded in my solar plexus, literally exploded. And I ended up on the floor. So I had this huge energy burst and I thought, oh my God, no. you know, I didn't necessarily like him. I didn't necessarily know what was going on. Yeah. I had to, I said to him at the break, um, can you do one of those sessions in a sunken jacuzzi bathtub? Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we did. Brilliant. And he's hard to get rid of once you, <laughs> once you invite him in. <laughs> yeah. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I, yeah, I was, um, we had Leonard, you know, so we started, you know, talking about it and, uh, you know, and then we had to have people come. But I mean, we had, we, we 
it was all experiment at that point, sweetheart. Yeah. 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 But I did have a lot of experience with breath. I, mm-hmm. from the time I was 13, I was taking professional voice lessons and learned, you know, that the breath supports sound. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, then, then um, having my babies, I have my second, my first baby was a disaster. My second birthing was um, uh, using classic Lamaze. Yeah. So working with the breath and breathing exercises. So, and then I got into yoga. Mm-hmm. So by the time, you know, I had my first rebirthing session <laughs> that we didn't know that's what it was. But anyway, um, I was uh, I was in tune with the breath. I respected the breath. And uh, and then I just gained a much deeper um, respect and, and mm. began a whole journey. So was that after you'd given birth? Pardon? Sorry, was that after you'd given birth that you met Leonard? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well after. No, um, I think my boys were six and eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So no wonder you had that moment. When, when, well, I, you know, birth affects you. I, you know, like every cell in my body knew was a yes, you know. Yeah. And uh, and my first session was um, extraordinary. I, I got how much guilt I was carrying for the pain that my mother experienced at her birth. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. I dropped instantly, almost instantly into a non-ordinary state. Mm-hmm. And when I came to, you know, conscious awareness, I was curled up in Alana Lentz's lap and everybody who was there to observe what was going to happen, right, um, said I almost levitated out of this sunken tub and um, ended up curled up in her lap, sobbing, every cell in my body sobbing. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to do it. It was it was shocking, really. Mm because it was information that I didn't know about coming out of my cells, literally. Yeah, yeah, literally coming out of your cells. So that um, after having your children, is that that's when you embarked on looking at change, you know, what was wrong with the birth process? And no. No, Okay. Giving birth, I um, I was extremely happy and empowered by my birthing experience. Right. And um, um, I was a designer. I was a singer before I had babies. I was made my living as a singer, but my formal education was in design. Mm. And um, so when I met Leonard, I was working as a designer in the fashion business mm-hmm. in New York. And full support for my two sons. So I am, um, um, no, it wasn't birth that brought me. What brought me was an experience I had in the tub in a, in a breath session, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe three or four months after that. 
at the same time as I was working with the, the breath in this way, the conscious connected breath in water, snorkel, nose clips. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also doing, I was beginning A Course in Miracles. Uh-huh. So, and all of this happened in the autumn of 75. I was being rolfed. I met Leonard and I received A Course in Miracles for my birthday. So wow. all of that, yeah. My astrologer was very interested in that. <laughs> but um, anyway, one night I was breathing and a friend was sitting on the end of the tub and I, and I came up and I said to her, I have to take this to pregnant women. Yeah. Yeah. And she looked at me and I I said, because the way I feel in my body right now, Mm -hmm. I was full of energy. And I said, this is the way I felt when I was in labor the first time. And it terrified me, absolutely terrified me. Wow. And I said, if a woman could feel this before she gives birth, it would be very, very helpful because then she would feel more safe with the, with, with the energy and she could breathe with it. Fantastic. Sweet, sweet woman, I'll never forget. She just yeah. said, well, that's nice, Benny. Now breathe. <laughs> no, and, you know. But five years later, mm. five years later, I met the couple with whom I put together the first water birth. Yeah. So five years later, I met the couple, this pregnant couple. Uh, they weren't pregnant at the time. They just mm. wanted to do couple counseling with me, and it was at. Sandra, I, I organized Sandra's loving relationship training in San mm-hmm. Diego. And that was um, along with another woman. And uh, so, yeah, it was, it was all meant to be. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when I was 16, there was an article in the Sun- Sunday Times magazine about these Russian women that would go into the Baltic Sea and give birth. And at that time, at that age, I was like, wow, what a great idea. I mean, it's a bit cold, but isn't that fantastic? I mean, you will have seen over, you know, having witnessed many water births. And and then later on, have you seen the difference in the children? Um, Yes, they... um... There, there's a sense of confidence in most of them. Mm. You see, I think too, though it it has to to do with the parents. You know, it's a co-create. Yeah, birth is a team sport, sweetheart. Yeah, it's not just the being. Mm-hmm. You know, so absolutely. You know the 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 ones I have contact with. Yeah. You know, they're 16, 17. Well, and the first one is 42, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they're, they have a sense of themselves that is very beautiful, mm-hmm. but that's also their parents too. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot to go against the, you have to be very confident about mm-hmm. yourself and, and um, um, your, your self-awareness in order to do something that is so different from the norm. Yeah. 
Fantastic. And I think it takes a lot of um, of clearing and 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 self awareness. Yeah, being a parent is incredibly hard. So yeah, <laughs> wonderful. And so, um, can you tell um, people who might be listening to this? about you know pregnant mothers doing the breathing and how it is fine because there are a lot of myths out there that you shouldn't breathe pregnant women and I mean I've I've never had a problem um, but I'd love to hear your experiences well I I I wrote about this in the uh, um, breathwork foundation um newsletter not long ago because I had someone tell me that that um she had been told that she shouldn't breathe and and she was working with me and she said this doesn't make sense to me Mm. (laughs) um a pregnant woman is really taken care of you know just like her baby there is an air of protection and and aura of protection around a pregnant woman. And uh, if you're just sticking with the basics, um, the basic connect conscious connected breath. Mm-hmm. And for me in my work, I, my work is called source process and breath work. It is not rebirthing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we breathe with intention I deeply believe that a woman who's going into labor needs to spend some time with her relationship with her body. Mm-hmm. Most people born in developed society are terrified of their bodies. Yeah. They're not terrified of other, other bodies, although we project it outward. Our fear is of our own body. Mm. We exploded when we took our first breath, you know, it's like we, no one gave us the space to, to come into it gently so that the lungs could open gently. The, you know, with the, (gasps) that opens the lungs, startles, everything changes immediately. Valves open, other ones close. The, all of the major organs have to come online. None of them was on, you know, the only operating apparatus in a, in a fetus is the, is the heart, the brain, and the nervous system. Yeah. So if you've had that kind of impact, mm-hmm. um, breathing even is, you know, Ashley Montague says in, it said in touching that with every breath, there is a phobic stir, Mm. a stir of fear in the system because we're terrified that we're going to cause that to happen again. Re-experiencing the first breath. Yeah. And there are a lot of um, breathwork training schools that don't cover birth or the first breath. So um, would you explain a little bit about the first breath? That's what I'm doing right now. (laughs) That first breath, 
we not only, you know, it, it not only causes what is, I would think, feels like an explosion yeah. right here in the, in the high chest. It, um, what's happening is that we're being cut away from mother, um, which is totally absurd that, you know, they, they cut the umbilical cord. So the next, we have to take the next breath. Now that's our first autonomous act. Think about it. Yeah. The very first thing we do on our own, the breath, and they startle us into it. It causes this massive change mm-hmm. and we have to do it again. Yeah. That's the imperative. Our second autonomous act is to attach to the umbilicus, it, it, to the second umbilicus, which is the breast, except that most babies have been cut away from mother and taken over here to be checked. Yeah. When I'm, 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 I, I need to suckle. So our whole organism is um, not allowed to be natural. Yeah. Now, if you, and I have a film of this, can, you know, are born into mother's hands. Mm. And she brings you into the water so that you can relax and she can relax because you're still receiving oxygen and nutrients through the umbilical cord. And then she brings you up and looks into your eyes and says, thank you for loving so much. You would know yourself to be a lover. And life would more than likely look like a love story instead of a story of separation and pain and struggle. Yeah. And they're, you know, they can do it to me anytime they want to. So. Yes. There's great change that needs to take place. Absolutely. And particularly with in the last few decades where um, induced births and cesareans have been normalized. Yeah. And the power to be born in your own time is taken away from you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we give birth to victim consciousness fundamentally, not safe. Mm-hmm. Not supported. No one here for me. My body hurts and I don't have a choice about it. Yeah. If all of that is true, there's something dreadfully wrong. Wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong. And that's the basis for guilt, blame, and shame. Yep. So then I can't express myself fully. I can't connect completely. I don't know whether it's me, you, you know. Well, I can't, I can't surrender. Mm-hmm. And that person, victim consciousness needs an intermediary to the divine. Need a foundation, an institution, a priest, a guru, 
Yeah. To guide me to what is my birthright. Spirit in form. Mm. Spirit into the body. It's like if that first breath hurt, it got stuck right here in the heart. I shut down. And the heart chakra is the bridge between the upper and the lower the chakras, the physical and the spiritual. So if I can open my heart, which is what I do, I have people breathe open, mm. open, relaxed jaw, open throat into the heart space. It falls down into the belly. You know, it's like I learned diaphragmatic breathing when I was 13, for God's sake. Mm. I know, you know, and, and the breath will fall down into the belly, but it's like focusing on the heart, opening the heart for some people for the first time, mm -hmm. gently open that space with safety, support, and innocence. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, uh, you know, I've, I, uh, I see birth as a metaphor for the creative process. Yeah. And that we're all in creation all the time. Creation spirituality is, um, is a, is a very real thing for me. And, and I, yeah. I don't, um, I don't see a difference between a pregnant woman and an architect or an artist or a woman about to yeah. cook a meal. It's all our, our creativity. Yeah. Fantastic. We're all mothering something all the time, male and female. Yep. <laughs> we are. And, and we're creating so much. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've often questioned myself about the illusion of reality. And actually, a lot of the difficult stuff that I personally have been through has helped me grow. Of course. So I kind of see it as maybe a necessary um, part of our evolution that we need to go through this and come through it and understand that we can create heaven on earth, even with all this stuff going on around us. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, and it's all nourished by the breath. Mm. Our thoughts, we are, I have, um, you know, my, the archetypal, what I call affirmations that are the opposite of what I just said before um, are aligned with the chakra system. And, and there is a little energy center um, that I call the resurrection chakra between the solar plexus and the heart. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, the, the solar plexus is about the, the body, it's the mind of the body. Yeah. It's um, it's about being physical, it's about digesting the physical. Um, and it's about feelings, the energy registering in the body. 
the resurrection chakra is about choice about how to use that energy. Power is not, it's not about energy. Power is about our choice of how to use energy. Mm. That's our true power, is our power to choose whether to flip on the light or turn the light off, whether to use our energy to destroy our relationships yeah. or to heal our relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that little, uh, the color, because the color between the, the yellow and the, the, you know, the emerald green of the heart chakra mm-hmm. is chartreuse. It's the color of spring leaves. <sighs> yellow green so that's why i call it the resurrection you know the resurrection of god's child is discovering realizing i have a choice about how i use my life energy yeah i have don't have a choice about the weather but i do have a choice about what i think about it I don't have a choice about the sensations, the energy registering in my body. I do have a choice about what I think about it. Yeah. So anyway, that's my little rant. Yeah, when the solar plexus connects with the heart and acts in unison with the heart, then true power comes through Mm -hmm. rather than unbalanced power. Exactly. Yeah. So what do you think this existence is really all about that we're having? Sorry, a bit of a deep question there. Not at all. Don't be sorry for deep. <laughs> deep is where my, my where I live. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I think we come forth to love and to serve. Mm -hmm. And our greatest service is to be wholly present where we are when we're there. And that, I think, is what we're all up to. We get very distracted by that first big bang. Yeah. The ability to be wholly present in the breath gives us access to everything, gives us access to divine intelligence that, as Leonard said, you're connected to divine intelligence that knows you're good. Well, maybe I am, but, and there's a lot of things that stand between me and being able to access that connection. Mm. Not safe, guilty. I don't know whether I did it or they did it, but I think I did something wrong. Kind of gets in the way of having access Mm. to divine access that comes right through, you know. Yeah. That I think that's why we are here to be of service, to be wholly appropriate in the moment. Yeah. What's needed and wanted. Yeah, fantastic. 
Now, so your um, what programs have you got um, for people to come and work with, do your work, learn about well, it? Next weekend, I'm doing a weekend with a fabulous woman, um, mm-hmm. Tilka Platil. Oh, Dorf. yeah. <laughs> Tilka and I are doing a weekend in Cologne next, mm-hmm. not, well, this is this week, next weekend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be in Cologne and uh, it's going to be wonderful. We did one um, in 2020 and uh, we were asked to come back last year, but of course nobody was meeting, nobody was going yeah. there last year. Um so we're back again. It's all about transformation and working with the breath. And uh, two women who have, I think I have 47 years of experience and mm. she's got about 45. Yeah. And um, we've both taught three-year trainings for many years. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and we have such a good time together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we're doing, I'm doing that, and then I, then I'm going to Estonia to fast. Oh, great! Yeah, and then I'm going to go visit our mutual friend Katya, and then in July, the dates I'm not positive about, but I'm going to be in Estonia, mm-hmm. uh, standing in for Dan Brule for a five yeah. five day program. Okay, great. Yes. That's that's actually. Can people um, go to your website to find that? Yeah, yeah. Because five day um, programs are always such a great way um, to be introduced and and to really, really get into your stuff. Really get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your website is Binny Binny dot com. Okay, so you can find N N I E A. A D A N S B Y dot com. Fantastic. That's great. And if it's not up there now, it will be. Um, also, if people sign up for my newsletter, yep. they receive a recording of the morning prayer, which is a lovely way to start the day. Yeah. Um, starts out with them. Um, this is a bright and beautiful day. I'm wholly acceptable today mm. as I take 20 deep connected breaths mm. I open and receive the abundance of this generous universe anyway it's a lovely way to it's just a series of affirmations that and the breath that just yes so Perfect. and it's, it's a really sweet little giveaway I think I'm very happy about it yeah Brilliant. So, yeah, people might not know this, but, you know, you have extensive experience in hypnotherapy, which is why, you know, guided journeys and um, and it works so well with the breath. Um, Can you speak a little bit more about that? Well, I I mean, I realized many years ago that um, the I have I have a notebook full of inductions, you know, Mm to take people in. But the truth is that I think that the breath, the conscious connected Mm. breath is the the most powerful induction of all. Takes you right in, gives you access 
as I was saying mm-hmm. before, it gives you access to all of your sensations. Yeah. It gives you access to memories that the body holds. And it gives you access to ways of visualizing and uh, yeah. uh, that are just stunning. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have um, MP3s on my website. Uh, one is called Source Meditation. Another one is Heart Awakening, mm-hmm. which is dealing with and, and working with the baby that lives in your yeah. heart. Because I think that the inner infant Mm. is the one who informs the inner child, the inner teenager, the inner adult, actually, that that the inner infant, Mm -hmm. if it knows that it's safe and I'm here for you and that it's safe to feel all of its feelings, Mm. safe to breathe, and that you really acknowledge its innocence and its divine ability to love, then all your other parts can relax. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's one thing I always strike home with is that birth in infancy, uh, well, pregnant, you know, anything before from conception through to, you know, uh, even up to two years old, at least all critical. And you even you co-authored a paper on this, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, and Joseph Chilton Pierce said, um, uh, that he thought that it was the most critical thinking of the 21st century and mm. that, that we had come to this knowledge of the importance and the impact of birth. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it's, it's really vital. So can you tell um, people a little bit about the 1001 critical days? Well, <clears throat> it's where our basics, our basic patterns are formed. Mothers, you know, we are educable in the womb. Mm. Um, Thomas Verney wrote a book in the 70s called The Secret Life of the Unborn Child. Mm. And I mean, he is one of my dearest, dearest friends and mentor. Mm. Uh, And it was, it was stunning to realize the depth to which um, we are mm-hmm. conscious and learning in the womb. Yeah. So I think, you know, the resonance from the womb, you know, was your mother joyful to be pregnant with you? You know, was anyone listening to her at your birth? Mm-hmm. You know, was anyone listening to you at your birth? These are vital questions because, you know, we walk around. I mean, when in doing therapy, and I'm sure you have heard it as well, you know, no one's listening to me. No one understands me. Mm -hmm. Most you know, until just recently, and I'm talking about in recent history, they were doing 
uh, surgery on infants without anesthetic. Unbelievable. Because they thought babies don't feel. What is that screaming and crying about? You know, I don't see, I've caught many babies who had smiles on their faces. Yeah. They, uh, a scream does not necessarily mean healthy baby. Yeah. It's a true communication. There's something wrong here. Yeah. <sighs> so it's vital then that the caregivers know this. Mm. The people who are caring for the pregnant woman, you know, if you support a pregnant woman, you're supporting the future. Every midwife is receiving the future into her hands. Mm -hmm. And how soon is that being acknowledged? Yeah. So, but crucial Mm -hmm. up to age two, very, very, very important. And even beyond that, but I do think that up to, up to age two is the bonding, the, the, the kind of care that a being has. The safety. Joe, Joe Pierce said too, that, you know, he said that if a baby doesn't receive what it truly, truly needs at the moment that it needs it, then it feels betrayed by the world. And how many babies are mothers are not there with them. Yeah. Yeah. The truth is mothers need babies as much as babies need mothers. Yeah. Separating someone, someone said to me one time, if you could just announce, say one thing to the world, what Mm -hmm. would it be? And I would say, do not, separate babies from their mothers yeah bottom line Mm. my message to the world (laughs) don't separate babies from their mummies or mummies from their babies yeah i think one of the bases for postnatal depression is they took the baby away from her many other reasons, but I think that's one of the crucial reasons. Yeah, and the baby didn't get to crawl up and be there. And have that wonderful eye gazing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, Binny, thank you very much for joining me today and enlightening um, breath workers, particularly about birth, because it's so incredibly important in how it sets our life up. Right. Yeah. And we can heal it. Yes. That's the good news. (laughs) We can change. (laughs) We have a choice about what we think about all of it. Yeah. (laughs) And it's really good to think, yes, I can heal. Yeah. I am a healer. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.